Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is up, Raider Nation? Appreciate you downloading this episode of an RFR Conversation. Going to have a fun chat with our buddies from behind the eye patch, Micah and Tyler. And, uh, hey, I know a lot of you listen to our show with your families. Uh, sometimes you may be in the car on your commutes or road trips or whatever. Just to give you a heads up, spoiler alert, there's some comments in this one made about the uh, the big man that lives in the North Pole. So if you got wee ones that uh, that enjoy getting visited by him every year, uh, we would encourage you to uh, maybe save this show for a later time when they're not within earshot. Just a heads up. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. What's up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another Raiders fan radio conversation. That's right, a uh, an interview here back on, <laughs> on Raiders fan radio <laughs> with one of these guys' kids. I can't wait to talk to him. And apparently, they saw the record that happened last year because four and twelve made us all cry. Uh, but I'd like to welcome <laughs> to Raiders fan radio to the Murph to Murph's fan cave here, uh, Micah and Tyler, the co-hosts of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. You can find it on all podcast services. Just look for Behind the Eye Patch. And so, welcome to Raiders fan radio, Micah and Tyler. What's up, guys? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? Just living the dream over here in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> That's amazing. Same here, but I'm in New Mexico, so it's not quite as dreamy. <laughs> so you got Boise, Idaho, and New Mexico. So uh, let's go ahead and jump off then. First, right off, guys, uh, Micah, how did you become a Raiders fan uh, living up there in Boise, Idaho? You know, I think we just we have there's such a pool of uh, of teams up here. A lot of 49ers, a lot of Bronco, a lot of Raider fans, a lot of Seahawks fans. I'd say those are the top four teams up here. Man, I, you know, it happened way back in the day, actually. It was actually during the Oakland Raiders' run to their Super Bowl against the Bucks back in 2002. Uh, you know, it, for me, I was young. I think I was like 12 years old, something like that, man. And it was just... Uh, Thanks for making me feel uh, old in the first two and a half minutes of the podcast. <laughs> and, and I just remember I liked Rich Gannon, man. I liked... 
I don't I just like that Raider vibe, you know? There was just something about the autumn wind, and I was just like, man, I yeah. I, 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 I like this team. This is really cool. And I just kind of started following. I had no prior interest in football or anything. My dad used to sit down a lot on Sundays and watch football. And so I just started picking up on the Raiders. I remember just thinking, I like Rich Gannon. I like this team, the Oakland Raiders. And it just kind of took off from there. And that's that's basically how it all started for me. That's awesome. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I'm originally from Idaho Falls, uh, Idaho, so it's about four and a half hours east of Micah, so kind of the same teams, a lot of Broncos fans, Cowboy fans. Um, I remember when I was about five years old, I got a one of those old, I think you say it, hut. Uh, it, It was like the crappy shoulder pads and the plastic helmet and the pants and the jersey. And it was Marcus Allen. And oh, years nice. later down the road, I asked my mom and dad, that was from Santa Claus. Uh, and so I asked my mom and dad down the road when I figured out that uh, that the jolly Saint Nick wasn't <laughs> who I thought he was. Hey, I, hey, hey, hey. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. if Spoiler there's alert. Kids. Spoiler alert. I probably just ruined Christmas. Um, anyway, no, I asked my mom and dad why the Marcus Allen Jersey. And they were like, well, when you were little, you always liked to watch the black and silver team. You always wanted the black and silver team. So I, uh, started at a young age. My dad's not a Raiders fan. Nobody in my family is a Raiders fan. So I kind of forged my own way in life. So what is it like for you guys, you know, representing out of market? You, you know, I, I am as well. I'm originally from the Bay Area, but now I live in in, uh, in middle Tennessee. So, Tyler, let's start with you. What's it like for you being a Raiders fan out of market? Now, there's no NFL team in your backyard like there is for me. We have the Titans here, so there's not, a you know, an established fan base based on that. But it, just like you mentioned, there's a lot of other teams' fan bases out there uh, in New Mexico. So what is it like for you being out of market? It's hard. It, it really is. Uh, I've had to take a lot of flack in my life for being a Raiders fan. Everybody, I'm either a drug dealer or <laughs> I enjoy losing or oh, yeah. things like that. I'm always getting shade thrown at me. And it, it, for the past 16 years, it's been it's been difficult, uh, but I've hung I've hung in there and uh, persevered. And so hopefully with this, you know, the dawning of a new era I hope that that brings wins and a lot of crap I can throw at people. There you go, man. We're, we're saving all that stuff up, aren't we? We can't yes, wait to un- unleash it on Very all those games. Much. Not have to always refer back to Super Bowls that were won back in the 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? It's going to be nice <laughs> exactly. to unleash that. But how, how about you, Micah? What's it like for you up there? You know what? It's, it's, it's fun because there, there are still quite a few Raider fans here uh, in Idaho. So, um, it's really, it, it really reaffirms like that idea that like, it's a family because when I'm out, when I'm at the mall or whatever, and I see another guy or another gal with like a Raider hat on or a shirt or a jersey or whatever, we always, when we make eye ta- contact, there's always like a Raider nation or, you yeah. know, the kind of a salute to each other. And that's just awesome because, you know, it is, it's, it's quite a pool of different fans up here. Like I said, mostly 49er, Bronco, Seahawk, Raider fans. So, uh, we stick together. And, and if I go to a, if I go to a sports bar or a grill or something like that to watch a game, man, it's, uh, you know, you're high fiving at tables cause there are other Raider fans there and stuff like that. And it's, it's a real fun, uh, you know, it's really a kind of a community atmosphere when you see, you know, fellow fans out. So I've been able to weather the storm pretty well up here in Boise. Um, 
and so yeah, it's it's just been a good time. We've got our we've got our Boise State Broncos. A lot of people, you know, enjoy that. In fact, a lot of people get confused because all they'll see me wearing a a Boise State Bronco hat and a Raider shirt, and people are like, dude, you need to pick a team, man. It's like, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's Broncos. It's Boise State. It's college. I got uh, no. It's it's good time. I gotta admit, we're we're looking at each other on Skype, and when uh, I guested on your guys' show a couple of times, and, and and thank you for the invites, by the way. But the last time, yeah, you were wearing a Broncos hat, and I'm like. Wait a minute. I'm like looking. I'm like trying to stare at my screen. I'm like, what is he, what is he wearing there? And then I'm like, oh, right. duh. I'm like, oh, it's, it's it, freaking Boise. It doesn't help that their colors are blue and orange as yeah, well. Right? Yeah. You know. And well, and hey, and you guys rock that freaking blue field. So I got a question for oh, you. Yeah. Is, is it true? Absolutely. I saw that there's a new kind of blue uh, that yes. that you just repainted it. Is it true that? And I've told my kids this, so I hope it's the truth. I hope I was lying to them. Ducks fly overhead, and that they crash down, and they think that it's a lake, and they actually so you. You have ducks committing duckicide on the freaking field at Boise State. Is that true? I do believe actually there are one or two accounts of that actually happening. And that's no joke. That's no folklore. That has actually happened before. And they, yeah, they just updated. They tore out all the old blue turf. They put in brand spanking new stuff. And we're pretty excited, pretty proud of that Come come this fall of 2019 so you're down there in in the uh in the desert tyler you're uh certainly a lot closer to las vegas than the rest of us are um there's a pretty cool raiders contingent in the southwest do you do you see any increased raider activity like what's the kind of the anything down there a buddy of ours uh uh, raider jeff who used to run deadpiratesports.com he's down there in that area what's what's it like there in, in in the southwest is the raider fandom starting to bubble up more now I think there were a lot of Raiders fans here already. You know, I've only I've been here for about six, seven months is all. And so oh, okay. I, I don't know if there are more, but I, it seems like I see more and more hats. The problem, though, is unlike with Micah, when I approach people, I'm like, dude, you're a Raiders fan or Raider Nation or what? A lot of it, is, it's not like really family friendly. It's more gang oriented than anything. <laughs> And, <laughs> and so, uh, so what set are you repping down there, Tyler? Tell us, man. I don't yeah. under, I don't know. Do you like I West rep, Side? I don't want to yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. I rep behind the iPad. There you and, go. Yeah. And there the and, and Raider Nation. But a lot of times, that's what bugs me. And and I I guess I've kind of gone into a cocoon. Like, <laughs> oh, I wear Raider stuff like everywhere I go. I was just at Lake Powell this past weekend. Raider shirt. Uh, you know, black and silver is pretty much my wardrobe. I've just, I've kind of gone into a cocoon because uh, every time I see somebody with Raiders gear on, I'm like, oh, you're a Raiders fan. Uh, what do you think Carr's going to do this year? And they look at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, it's funny is that I've run into people like that too in my life where like, and I'm a big A's, uh, Oakland A's uh, baseball fan. So like, and I live in Tennessee. So I see somebody in an A's hat and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you're an A's fan. He's like, I just came from my kid's baseball game. I'm like, dang it. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you get all fired up because you expect them, but some people just wear it as like, as it's a fashion statement or, or whatever right. else. So that's, so, so you mentioned behind the eye patch. So I, I want to ask you guys, you guys host this fabulous podcast. So, so Tyler, we'll, we'll start with you there. What, where, where were the origins of this podcast? Uh, tell us a little bit about it. What, what was the genesis of it? What was the idea? Uh, what is your kind of your format? Like tell Raider Nation what's up with the behind the eye patch podcast. So Micah and I, I, I I found Micah on Twitter probably two years ago and his old Twitter handle um, had a 208 
in the end of it or at the beginning of it. I don't remember. There was a 208 in there. Now, 208 is notoriously known as the only zip code in the state of Idaho. <laughs> okay. And so when I saw the 208 in there, I, was, I sent him a private message. I friended him, sent him a private message. And about three weeks later, uh, he was like, yep, I'm a Raiders fan too. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm over in Idaho Falls. And we just kind of talked back and forth, nothing super serious. And then like we started this Facebook well, I, I had another friend who's also part of Behind the Eye Patch, Courtney Birch. And he and I met each other on our missions for our church in Ecuador. And so I started like, I was like, well, let's bring Micah and my friend Birch together and let's talk about Raider stuff. So we we formed this little Facebook chat group. And then at one point I told Micah and Birch, I was like, this is too good of information to let pass by. The world needs to hear our thoughts on the Raiders. And so Micah and I talked back and forth and we're like, Micah was like, let's do a podcast. And I was like, all right, well, what are we going to call it? And he's like behind the eye patch. It's like, I can dig that. That's a cool, that's a cool thing. Then I had a buddy of mine. Great name. Yeah. And I had a buddy of mine draft up our logo and uh, he did a great job with that. That's been awesome for us. We got mics, we got computers, we got everything together because we really wanted to have a quality show. We didn't want it to sound like garbage. And our platform, we wanted it to just be family friendly. We wanted kids to be able to listen. We wanted families to be able to listen. So we try to keep it politic free, try to keep our language at, you know, at a a PG rated level. And uh, because that was just something that was lacking on the market at the time. Uh, there's, I don't know, since we've come out with our podcast, I bet there's probably been 10 other podcasts oh that co- have come out too, but that's kind of our platform is family friendly, get the whole family gathered around and, and let your kids listen, because there's a lot of stuff out there that I would not let my kids listen to. And so I, I, w- we wanted to kind of bring that element to behind the eye patch. And so that's, we dropped our first episode in September of last year, and that's where we're at with that. That's awesome. You know, it's um, you're right, and there's a, there's no shortage in Raider podcasts nowadays. There's a billion no. of them, and yeah, and you know, and I we keep our show pretty clean too. Uh, we'll we'll bleep cuss words, and every once in a while, some will squeak out. But <laughs> on accident, we had an f bomb drop this last. I missed it in one of our callers, but well, it happens. But you know, I get feedback from people all the time. They're like, "Hey, I like your show because I can listen to it with my kids in the car," and that's what. Right. And I never wanted to. Um, you know, look, we're no prudes here at Raider fan radio like we're you know what i mean we, we have salty language and things as well but we never wanted to let that be a barrier to entry we never wanted to keep somebody from listening to our show uh because of that and that's not uh against anybody that does any of the other podcasts that are out there and the, the, what they do with their content and stuff and a lot of those guys right. we're friends with and like and that's great and they're hitting a, a a button there too uh that but that's just not the the direction we chose to go in and and, and you guys are similar that's really cool that, that you're uh you're aware of that so michael let me ask you so Tyler just said it right there that behind the eye patch just kind of rolled out. Do you have that one locked and loaded, man? Like that was that's a great name. So did you think on you know, that one or you just pop into your head? You know, it just popped into my head. I'd seen a bunch of like I was just trying to kind of play off the name like what is what's been done with Oakland Raider podcasts, which just Oakland Raider stuff in general, you know, nation and, so, and silver and black, everything. Right. You know, right. Right. So there are a lot, you know, there's like uh, I think there's a website called silver and black pride. I think there's a silver and black podcast. And I was like, yeah, we get that. Like what, what, what is a staple of, of the Oakland Raiders? And it was like, well, it's the eye patch, you know? And so I thought, well, 
shoot, why? Yeah, I think that's where it came from. It was just like, what's what would you, what could you assimilate when you heard it? With, I mean, there's nothing else in sports really that has an eye patch besides. I think there's like a South Carolina State college football team that's got a pirate with an eye patch but when you think eye patch and you think nfl teams you automatically think oakland raiders so it's just kind of like you know what behind the eye patch it sounds kind of like ooh, you know what's behind the eye patch you know obviously gaping hole eye socket but like what what's in there what's going on and like tyler said earlier man we had all these ideas behind that eye patch kicking around in our brains we figured we like to hear ourselves talk. There's got to be some other people out there that like to hear us talk, too. So it was just kind of like, you know what? Let's roll with it. And and just a quick mention to the to the whole kind of family-friendly thing, too. It's interesting because it's just from a, like a logistics standpoint, too. I've studied this stuff. I have a YouTube channel. And I've gone into this stuff pretty in-depth. And they show, actually, when you reach an audience like that, when you're able to make it, when you're able to widen your scope that way, it just – it's it's just a good marketing tool. You sure. know, it's just a good way to market whatever you're using to be able to have everybody be able to enjoy it. So uh, it does come from like a personal belief standpoint, but it's just as a good marketing tool as well, just to be able to keep it family friendly and political free, because that was so huge. The last couple of years, I don't know what's happened with sports, but it's been about, I would say, going on three years now. It's just been like I I. I, I tell everybody if I want to if I want to listen to politics, I'll turn on the radio. I'll turn on MSNBC, Fox, CNN. If I want to watch, listen, hear politics. But when I turn on CNN, like I'm not turning on CNN to to check out what the football scores are. You know, when I yeah, turn on ESPN, yeah. I want to see highlights. I want to see scores. I want to see awesome plays. That's what I'm going to see uh, ESPN for. I'm not going to ESPN. I'm not going to Fox, CBS, to to go. Oh, hey, you know. Who's doing what in the sports world politically? And so that was a big motivating thing for us as well. We're just like, no, you know what? We figure when somebody wants to listen to an Oakland Raider podcast, they want to, they don't want to hear our political beliefs. They just want to hear some Oakland Raider football and some takes and try to do some informed takes. That was a big thing for us too. And we got this thing started. Let's actually get information out there. Let's bring facts to the table. Let's not bring beliefs. Not let's not bling. Oh, I feel let's try to bring as many facts to the table as possible. Because I feel like that's been lacking as well in the media of late, especially surrounding Oakland Raider media from anywhere from big media to small media. And so we were just like, let's let's come with just let's let's put our brains to it. We seem like we're fairly reasonable people. Let's just bring facts to the table, see how it stacks up and uh, and see what happens with this thing. And so far, it's been pretty darn well received and, and we're pretty excited about it and excited to see it grow. So that's my rant. So, no, no, I love it, man. That's good stuff. And you know, you're absolutely right. I heard a, um, I listen to a lot of tech podcasts uh, in my, in when I'm, when I'm not working on my own podcast, I, that's what I, that's what I, I typically tap into. And one of the things they were talking about in one of the last shows I was listening to was that how really the people that are controlling the content that we see on social media are the, they're the algorithm creators or the people that are, right. that are uh, building the engines that are formulating this content. And, and so often you're right. And, and that these things get filtered through and it gets filtered through whatever that person that creates that program or whatever, whatever they choose to uh, d- to have on display, that's what it is, and it's it is unfortunate. And I think that there is a place in sports for politics. You know, there there is a place for that. There is a place for the for the platform. I think what I what what I rally against typically is that when it gets exploited, so somebody can make money, that's when I get sideways. And I think that right. there's way more of that than what people realize. That I don't think they right. realize how exploited they actually are. 
are that it's not the actual message. It's all yeah. the other stuff that goes along with it. And, you know, there are plenty of other reasons for us to get, uh, you know, uh, head up to one another in Raider Nation. You know what I mean? Right. Whether you like Derek Carr or not, John Gruden or not, what, whether you right. like Vegas or not. Like, there's plenty of other things. Like, let's not introduce anything unnecessarily. So I, I'm with you uh, on, on that 100%, man. So now I, I do want to ask you about it. You, you kind of led into it a little bit. So, uh, Micah, about, I want to ask you both about your outside interests, but you mentioned your other YouTube channel. Hit on that for a minute before we get into the Raiders stuff, and we got a lot of Raiders stuff I want to ask you guys about. But tell me about your, tell us uh, about your, uh, your YouTube channel. You do a great, uh, like an outdoors kind of thing, right? Right. You know, th- you know, my first love ever was, is fishing. I grew up fishing. My dad took us fishing, and this is just kind of a shameless plug. So I. No, plug I away, man. Up- Go for it. I'm going for it then, man. You've opened the floodgates. <laughs> so I grew up fishing. My dad would drag home after 10, 12 hour work days. And, and I had three other brothers and we'd all be psyched. We'd want to go fish it. And, and I just, my dad's been such an instrumental uh, piece in this YouTube channel in that when we were younger, man, he didn't just drag home and kick his feet up on the couch and tell us no kids, you know, man, he would rally, he'd get some supper. He'd tell us to load everything up in the truck. And then he'd take us out fishing in the evenings. And that happened. I can't tell you how many times that happened. And that really had a, a big influence on me and, and kind of the, the road I've gone down with this YouTube thing. So I, that's where I started my love for fishing and it's just grown from there. So I grew up doing all kinds of fishing. I bass fish tournaments when I was younger, did like youth tournaments and things like that. And then we just, I kind of got to the point where I don't mean to sound like, like big headed or anything, but I kind of mastered a lot of the fishing. And so it was kind of like, what's the next step with this? Cause I still enjoy doing it, but I've, you know, I, I know how to catch fish. I know how to go out and, and do this kind of fishing. Well, I had a brother who started a YouTube channel and he just kind of basically started doing these outdoor adventure videos, showing other people how to fish, what he does and, and going on these little adventures, like what we would normally do. And so I just kind of piggybacked off of that. I was like, you know what? I go out fishing anyway. I probably fish two, three times a month anyway. Why not start making videos on it? Why not start showing people, you know, hey, you know, put down the controllers, get away from the TV. This is what you can go get out and get going. So my YouTube channel is actually called Get Busy Living Videos. And that's kind of, that was kind of just the theme behind it. Like get busy living, like turn off the screens for an afternoon or a day or heck, even a couple of days, go out here, get some fishing on. And so I do everything from I, a, a big thing right now I do is I catch fish and I'll cook them right up there on the riverbank. Oh, I'll nice. Catch a, I'll, yeah, I'll catch a catfish and then I'll fillet it right there. I'll put together a recipe and I show you from from the setup that I use all the way to the recipe I'm using. All the, from beginning to end. And my videos are anywhere from between about 10 to 15, 16 minutes long, I would normally say. And it's just a lot of freshwater fishing. I do have a few uh, saltwater, like we go hunt octopus and some things like that. Um, but yeah, that's just where it comes from. And that's always like this time of year, man. It's that downtime of, yeah. you know, we just had NBA you know, and, and, and so now, and I'm not a huge NBA fan, but when the finals come on, I'm all about it just because we're just like void of any other sports <laughs> in our lives. Cause regular time. season baseball is not cutting it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm just, yeah. And I, I love baseball, but you got to get me into, you know, that August, that September yeah. when things start rolling on, it's like, okay, here we go. You know? So it's this, these next like two months where things are just kind of dragging along, man, you'll find me at the river. You'll find me at a lake 
shooting videos, fishing. And I tell you what, it's, it's a blast. It's a great way to unplug. It's a great way to get out, make some memories. And you know, you, you, that was my two year old. You heard crying at the beginning of the show. (laughs) And, And I'm excited to get her out, man. Next year when she's three, I'm excited to get her out, start making those memories with her. Like, like my dad did with us. And so, yeah, that's get busy living videos, YouTube channel. Uh, it's, it's on like Donkey Kong over there. If you want some outdoor adventure. That's awesome, man. Love it. Love it. I know Uncle Mosh is going to love hearing about that. He's a big fisherman, man. He's going to love oh, nice. uh, hearing about all that, and we'll uh, definitely uh, lock him onto your YouTube channel. How about you, Tyler? What are your outside interests outside the Raiders, man? What else, What other things are you into? I don't know. I feel like Micah and I are like two peas in a pod. I'm the yes. same way. I don't make videos, uh, but like I said, I just got back from Lake Powell this past weekend, drove four uh five hours there and five hours back just to catch five fish i mean (laughs) if that's not stupidity i don't know what is but i knocked off one fish on my bucket list a green sunfish and uh i've been fishing since i was like two years old too my dad we always went out fishing i love i enjoy hunting um actually right now i'm sitting here i've got all my fly I tie flies. I'm not, I don't know uh, wow. if you're familiar with different types of fishing, but fly fishing is one type and you get yeah. those, get little bitty flies and stuff. I tie those. Um, I picked that up here recently. That's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy just, you have you know, patience, but, huh? Cause isn't that, that, that's like a meticulous thing, right? Like yeah. you gotta have like some serious patience to do something like that. I don't have I don't have a lot of patience, but it, it's teaching me that. And so are my okay. kids. I, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy spending uh, time with my kids. You may hear them at some point in the show. I've got a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and one on the way in September. And so Congratulations. I spend a lot of, I, thank you. I spend a lot of time with family. And so, you know, I like the outdoors. I love football. I love all kinds of sports, but I, I don't know. Most times if I'm not, if I'm not, you know, fight surfing through Twitter, trying to find new information about the Raiders, I am out at a lake or I'm out doing something with my family. Right on, man. That's good stuff. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into the Raiders a little bit then. So, Woo! so, so Tyler. All right. So here's the question. Now, listen, you guys can't deviate. You got to follow the rules and this is why it makes it fun Uh-oh. and it make it makes it fun to make, but it makes it hard. Okay. So Mount Rushmore, you got four guys on around Mount Rushmore. All right, I want you to give me your four Raiders that are, are on Mount Rushmore. We spot you, Al Davis. Okay, so you got to pick three other Raiders. Now, don't be giving me 17 names now. You got to pick three guys that would be on your Raiders Mount Rushmore, and you got to leave someone out. And that's why this is hard. So, you, so we give you Al Davis. So, Tyler, you go first. Give me your three others that would be on your Raiders Mount Rushmore. I was just talking to my wife about how I hate Mount Rushmore questions. <laughs> you're welcome uh, you're welcome (laughs) yeah so i'm just like heard it here first of course of course i have to do this um i've got to put i've got to put uh so so you spot me al davis yeah everybody gets out i got so i've got three other people i've got to i've got to put seawood charles woodson love it has got has got to go up there tim brown i think also has to go up there I wish I had a hybrid pick, but I'm going to, since I'm limited, I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put Marcus Allen up there oh, as well. Oh, good one. See, now this, this is a tough question for me because of when my fandom started. Yes. Again, we're, 
We're talking, you know, well, it's when, your Mount, when uh, it's your Mount Rushmore, and that's the thing is that it's yours. It's not mine. It's not re- what you think. You know what I mean? It's who you who are your oh. Raiders, your guys, your your Mount Rushmore. Who are your your guys? That you think that epitomizes, uh, you know, the the, the Raiders. So I love. It. So you got Charles Woodson, Timmy Brown, and and, and Marcus Allen. I think that's a yeah. That's a, that's that's great. Howie Long is sitting in the corner, pissed right now. He's like, "What happened to me?" Stab- right. Stabler's like, Howie "What did Long. I? I didn't win a Super Bowl, right? You know what I mean?" So, but that's why it makes it tough, though, because you got to leave someone out. Bo Jacks. I mean, there's a million of them. So that that's a good one, though. So how about you, Micah? Who are yours? You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because Bo, I think, is one that jumps off the page for me. Just and like I can, I didn't live through that time, but I've seen enough of Bo Jackson. Like it makes me wish that I had lived through that time. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh man, I can't believe I missed those years. You know that. So 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 that's going to be one for me. Uh, see that now 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 this could be controversial, but but Ooh. he's getting ready to be the leading passing. Oh, man. do it! Oh, You're the first one to ever and, and, do it. And, I, and for me, just because now remember, think about it, how I'm approaching this since 2002. How many good quarterbacks has Oakland had? Uh, like, like, yeah. So I've had to live through Jason Campbell the, until he broke his shoulder. Right. Yeah. Right. So I've had to live through all this, this revolving door at quarterback. So I would put Carr up there again, oh, young, maybe young generation fan, 17 years going on. I'd put Carr up there. You've got. Bo Jackson, um, you know who another guy now, now I might, I might get killed for this, but another guy that I remember just because he was mean and he was nasty Romanowski. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. I'm not a list bully. I'm not going to yeah, see. No, no, I, no, I, 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 I but, but I will talk only, to Tyler about you, Tyler. I, what the hell is he thinking? Now here's the only reason why I put that up there because as a young fan, he stood out to me yeah, as just being yeah. like a gnarly player. Yeah. And, and he was always constantly bleeding from somewhere. <laughs> and I just, I remember like to me, again, this is young. It made such an impression on my mind. Like that was like that bully of like that Oakland Raider bully. He reminded me of that now. Now, but yeah, see, see, this is the problem with only being a fan sure. for 17 years, because think how many years have we had good players on this team? Like none, like, I- like, so few. Hey, you know so what? It's funny. I, I would I would have put Charles Woodson up there, but I feel like Tyler took that from me because he was on the list as well. He could be I on your Mount Rushmore. Don't blame me. <laughs> okay. okay. So so I guess at the end of the day, if if I hadn't heard Tyler's, I would have gone Charles Woodson, Derek Carr, and Bo. I like it. Been, those are great. Fantastic. I, those are great. So, that, that's so, good. So Nation, just skip that last part about Romanowski. That's <laughs> that was just me rambling. Right. Here, here's we'll just sweep that off. Here's me coming to your defense, though. I gave you a hard time, but here's me coming to your defense on it. I look at Alzada when I was a kid. Alzado was the man, right? So I'm I'm older than you guys, but when I was 10 years old and the Raiders won their or 11, almost no 10, almost 11, when the Raiders won their last Super Bowl, Alzado was a big deal. Man, Lyle Alzado was Darth Raider. He represented. I mean, but prior to that, he was a Brown and he was a Bronco. So my uncle Mosh is like Alzado. Like, yeah, he was okay. He was great, but you know when he was in. But I don't think of him as a Raider. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think that's the Romo angle. Is that, like, when you were a kid, your formative years, that was the guy. Like you said, he was bleeding. He was crazy. He was, like, he epitomized the Raider defense for that time. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. And I I think that's a good one. And I think it just made such an impression on me. And I think that's where I liked that, like, that bully like that. It's like, I feel like we've been waiting for a linebacker like that 
for a long time. Just somebody gnarly like that. And it was just like this guy. I mean, I remember when didn't he break Sharp's thumb when they were in the pile at one point? I think he bent his thumb back or something like that. And <laughs> I remember just thinking it was like this dude's a nasty player. And and again, at my little like ten year old, twelve year old mind, I was like, whoa. This guy's really bad, man. <laughs> well, you know, it's something else, too, that you mentioned there that I think is, is critical. Amash and I were talking about this on our last episode. about We were talking about, like, like the significance of, of the existing Raiders and, like, where you would put them and, like, you know, in the lexicon of the history of the team. And even as much, like, we're unapologetic Derek Carr fans. We love Derek Carr. He's going to be the statistical leader in every significant passing category in the very near future, probably this year. Uh, but... He hasn't done anything. Like he hasn't won a playoff game. Like he he's going to have these numbers, but what has he done in terms of significance of his career? And really, the last significant Raider we had in uniform was Woodson. Like that's it. Like so. So you mentioned like about like there really hasn't been a lot of guys. Well. Yeah, like Darren McFadden was good in flashes. Like we've had, right. we've had, you know, we had Khalil Mack, right? But he was only a Raider for four years, and now he's gone, and he's going to spend eleven years somewhere else. So th- right. by the time his story is done being told, the Raiders will be a blip on his on his career. You know, so I, I'm with you, man. There's they're really. I hate to say we were devoid of superstars because we brought in so many big names, yeah. but we really haven't. Like, I mean, in terms of significance on the field like who else besides charles woodson since 2002 like they're really right. and, and the only other name that kind of came up my name was uh, in my mind was namdi osmoa i remember yep, him namdi being was the that man. lockdown yep. side like if there was a player on our team that was good it was him and it was like both sides like when they talked about the raiders they talked about namdi osmoa because like he was the only good player on that team you know and so my pool to pick from for route rushmore spot me oakland come on because it's really <laughs> poor man the last 17 years is poor hey namdi was the man namdi was, yeah, he was. I, I remember even in madden i remember it was funny because it would go like <laughs> between him and revis or who was 98 who was 99 right. it was like every year man like one of them was going to be the best corner in the game and he was he was absolutely amazing and uh uh sadly overshadowed by uh you know just the rest of the team stunk you know what i mean right. for, the, for the most of the right. time that, that he was there so all right let's get into some current topics so tyler uh the big hot topic on the table right now is hard knocks i'm sure you guys have been talking about it on your show it's been the overriding theme of uh of of our callers to raiders fan radio give me your uh give me your early thoughts on the raiders being on uh, hard knocks i don't know i i i have mixed emotions and most of them are i just i really don't care like i i i've tried to watch hard knocks in the past and it's just so dumb to me like i really they just they tried to make they try to make it into like this NFL soap opera. I'm not into that. I I really like I tried to watch it with the Cowboys. I tried to watch it with the Browns and I'm just like, don't not not so awesome. Maybe this time will be different, though, uh, because it is a team that I actually care about. I hate the Cowboys. I, I hate them with a passion. So that me one too. is like out out the window for me. Uh, the Browns are the Browns. I mean, they had Hugh Jackson running the show. That was a crap show. Um, and so maybe this time will be better. I think we're going to get a lot of awesome sound bites from John Gruden, which I'm really excited yes. about. If you've ever listened, uh, to the beginning of our, of our show behind the eye patch, that's what it is. It's John Gruden sound bites. Cause I love, I love his sound bites. And I'm excited to see kind of some of the newer players, maybe some of the players I don't know as much about. Uh, but 
you know, I would have been happy had they not been on there as well. It, it, it's uh, it's going to be cool because they're kind of documenting their last season in yes. Oakland. But it also would have been cool if they would have documented their first season in Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent about it, I guess I will say. Yeah. Well, let's let's yeah. hope that we go to the playoffs. That, not hope. When we go to the playoffs this year, next year <laughs> we won't the, be eligible spirit, for, for we won't be eligible for hard knocks. So, how about you, Micah? What do you think? You know, out here in the sticks, um, I don't get HBO, <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to watch. No, seriously, no. <laughs> I, um, here's the thing: it, you get Raiders scores like by it. smoke signals and stuff, or what? Like what? Right, right. <laughs> Basically, we get like PB. We get PBS and CBS with our bunny ears, and that's about it. So, uh, and you have to stand on the top of the house for those. Um, uh, but no, for real, I, I don't like it just because I feel like it's a distraction. However, I would rather be on HBO than have one of my players on the cover of Madden, um, just because I am very superstitious, and and I think the Chiefs are are a nine and seven, eight and eight type team this year because Mahomes is on on the cover. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> you mean like that? <laughs> wow, Murph. Murph's holding up a photo of, of Carr on the cover of Madden 19. Is that special edition? Yeah, no, like, no that's that's Murph edition. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Way to jinx this, Murph. Yeah, to, I know. Right? When, when the season, if the season goes down the tubes, I'm coming to your doorstep. You, you know, well, you know, it's, no, that was, it was funny. That was the last Madden. Antonio Brown was the original one on that cover. And I made that Madden cover and I put it up and I, I made a, uh, like an Instagram post. And I was like, my, I bought my copy of Madden. I had a sad face. And then I said, but I fixed it. And then I put the picture of Derek Carr in there and I had a smiley face. And then, and the response from everyone was, no, what'd you do? And they're like, don't put him on there. He's going to get hurt again. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't think about the Madden curse. Anyway, sorry. I mean, yeah, you know, we go four and 12. So I hope you're Yeah, 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 yeah. Blame me for that one. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, here's the kind of the way I look at it. Would we rather, and, and uh, Tyler kind of pointed this out. Would you rather have it this year or going into Vegas? I think there are going to be enough distractions in Vegas with all of that going on. I'm kind of almost happy we're getting it out of the way now because That's there's going to be yeah. so much going on when they're in Vegas next year. And it's going to be such a hot topic anyway. In fact, I'm kind of surprised. I don't know if it's like a raffle or how they pick the teams, but I'm kind of surprised they didn't wait for Oakland until they were in Vegas. But I think I'd rather get it over with now. And no no offense to people in Oakland or whatever. I think I, I'd still think Oakland's gonna do pretty solid this year. I think we'll be happy with the season. Um, but I think I'd rather have it then than adding that on to the move to Vegas when the rest of the NFL is already gonna kinda have their eye on Oakland and be like, Oh, check out the stadium. Oh, new oh, heading to yeah. Vegas. Oh, you know, is, is Oakland gonna allow their fans to travel to Vegas? Are they gonna stop them at the border, you know, and tell them no, you can't go outside of Oakland? You know, that you saw those articles popping up the past couple of weeks. So um you know what? I guess at the end of the day, as somebody who uh, has to has to stand on top of the roof for HBO, um, <laughs> I, I I don't mind it. I don't mind getting done this year. And and with I'm excited to see how some of these rookies are going to turn out. And of course, Gruden's a gem. So to be able to get yeah. more sound bites of Gruden, that's going to be entertaining in and of itself. I'm with you, man. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm a I'm a junkie for this stuff, man. I love NFL documentaries and everything from all anything NFL films has ever done. Even for teams that I can't stand, I still like to watch them. Uh, you know what I mean? But uh, but that's that's good stuff, guys. Good feedback. Can so I? I you, can I? Please. I just thought of something. Yeah, I'm jump sorry in to interrupt. No, I I, I, I think, talk a lot, so feel free. No, you're fine. <laughs> I I just had this pop into my mind, and I I've kind of seen it floating around, but. 
Gruden and Mayock are two of the biggest personalities from the NFL that have ever been. And I think I think it's going to be entertaining because I think they're going to know how to ham up the cameras. I, I think they're going to know what to say, how to say it. We're probably going to get tons of new rumors and people getting traded and cut and all those types of things uh, just because Gruden's going to say what, you know, what he wants people to hear. It may not be how he feels because we've seen that, you know, in the past as well. He, what he says and what he does are two completely different things. I think that's going to be that they're going to teach point. the team. They're going to teach the team. And I think the team is going to be ready. Like my, I imagine yes. that they're going to be saying, look, don't say stupid stuff. Say what you think they want you to say. And just be smart about what you say. Don't start drama like they did in the Browns. Like, don't punch your teammates. Things like that. I I think they know how to coach that and tell that to their players and bring that to the forefront and not let it be a distraction that a lot of people think it may be. I could not agree with you more, and I think that that's a very key point in all this, is that you have two guys that are, not only are they long-tenured now being in front of the camera, but they know how to play the game. They know the game within the game. They're going to know how to communicate that to the players to where it's not going to be a, quote, distraction. It's it's going to be, this is just our day-to-day. This is our normal, and so I'm, I'm with you. There's no, There could not be two better guys to help uh, help their team understand what the function of it all is. Right. And, and that's what it's all about is it. And what's the function is to create drama and it's create entertainment, man. And that's what that's what it's all about. And that's and Mayock and Gruden are absolutely perfect for that. I, I'm, I'm with you. That's a great point. So. All right. So before we let you guys get out of here, let's do some predictions. We've got I'm not a big prediction guy, but we've now the draft is done. The offseason is done. You know, everything seems to be settled in. All the entirety of the staff is hired, and we're ready uh, for training camp. Uh, Micah, let's start with you. What can we expect out of the 2019-20 Raiders? You know what? I, I've maintained this throughout the entire offseason, and I'm going to keep with it. I think we're going to see a marked improvement in 2019. I am still not uh, just with the brutal schedule that Oakland has Ooh, yet again this year. Yeah. I I and all the new pieces. I love the talent on this team. I think if something happens crazy where they can mesh this offseason, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, they're light years ahead. Um, maybe they make a, a push for the playoffs, but I still see this team as an eight and eight, nine and seven type year, which let's, let's be honest, compared to the seasons past minus 2016 would just be like, hallelujah. And I think there's going to have a, a little push as well with, with uh, the last, you know, last season in Oakland. Um, but I still think it's going to take one, a, a full season with AB, with Brown, with all these guys, these young rookies, we've got a plethora of talent and rookies. I'm excited for this rookie draft class, but as always, they're rookies. You got to remember that. I don't care how good they are. It's going to take a little time. I mean, Khalil Mack, it took him a season to settle yeah. in. And I mean, so, so you're going to have to give these guys time. And I know we live in a, in a day and age where we want instant gratification. If we're not, if we're not four and two by week six, then, oh my gosh, we need to burn it all down and, 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 <laughs> you know, fire everybody and start over. It's like, no, no, no. You got to give it time. You know, it's like wine. You got to let it age. There you you got to just let it let it ruminate, and it'll get there. I think that's the same thing with Oakland Raiders. I think we're going to see a difference. I think Carr is going to be back to perhaps even MVP type form. I think he's going to have a killer season. I think Josh Jacobs. I said it before. I'll go on record here. Say it again. 
Jacob's mad. This guy's a thousand yard rusher this year, rookie season. He will be hot debate for rookie of the year offensively if he doesn't win it. I still think though Oakland eight and eight type season still better, but I'm I'm my my money's on 2020 for that playoff run. What's more likely, Derek Carr throws 30 touchdowns or Cleveland Farrell gets 10 sacks? Um, I'm gonna go Carr for 30 touchdowns. Just because of the weapons he has now, man. Williams, AB. I mean, Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs, that's one of his, that's like his forte, man. Yeah. Catching balls out of the backfield. That dude gets in space. He's got some hands on him. He gets into space and it's lights out. So I just, th- I think Carr, if they can keep him upright and obviously with no weird, you know, we had that last year, we had like two or three linemen go down in the middle of the season for like uh, eight or nine yeah. weeks. We were kind of piecemealing it all together. Yet Carr was still able to put the numbers he was able to put together. Uh, barring anything crazy, I'd go, I'd put money on, I'd put money on car for 30, nice. 30 touchdowns. All right, Tyler, how about you? What are your predictions for the 2019 season? I have maintained that a seven and nine record would make me happy. <laughs> seven and nine, eight and eight. That's what I, I, I'm done going like 12 and four. I'm done. I'm done with those types of things. I've matured in my fandom a little bit, I guess. And I, I kind of am more of a real, a realist, but I really think, traveling over 3000 miles in a season, which is ridiculous coming back with a seven and nine record would make me happy. I, I really do. I mean, we got to go to London. We've got to make two trips back East uh, or in on the East coast. We don't do so hot with that, but if we can, you know, if we can start to get those rookies, good minutes, if we can get them good experience, if we can get Hurst and Hall healthy, and on that line and that defensive line congealing and the defense is really the part that worries me the most. Um, I think the offense is going to be okay. It's the defense that, that continues to worry me, but we've got a new infusion of blood, which is awesome. I, I really would be happy with like seven and nine kind of pushing, you know, pushing. I, I don't know. I, if the chargers have another good year, I I think, I think the chiefs have another good year, but we thought that in 2017 as well, where everybody was like, Oh, that's going to be the best division in football. And it was like, we cannibalized ourselves. It was just (laughs) everybody, they just melted down. So I think seven and nine, eight and eight, I'm happy with that. And we roll into Vegas with two more first round draft picks a year under these guys' belt and, and ready to grow for the future. I mean, I think that Khalil Mack trade, I don't, Raider Nation knows by now that we traded Khalil Mack, right? I mean, that's, that's spoiler alert. That and Santa Claus. Sheesh. I know that and Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, wait, you're just totally <laughs> crushing dreams here, today. Tyler. I know. But uh, that's the gift that keeps on giving, in my opinion. I really liked Abram. Uh, from the draft, I really like Cleveland Farrell from the draft, and I like I like Josh Jacobs. Uh, just a little side note: Mike and I have a bet, uh, a couple lures, fishing lures, that if Jacobs goes over a thousand, I buy Micah fishing lures. If he doesn't, Micah buys me fishing lures. I like that's it. on the table. That's on the table. Murph, I want to know because because you've asked us now. I, I'm going to throw one at you. Okay. Who has more sacks, Mad Max Crosby or Arden Key? The the aforementioned is was supposed to be very thin. Arden Key, everybody was a buzz and going, "Oh my gosh, you know he looks like a wide receiver. Oh, he's not putting in the work. Oh no, oh no, Arden Key." 
Who's who? Ha- who who would you put money on? Arden Key or Mad Max Cross? I'm, I'm taking Arden Key all day long. He's huh? my, he's my bold okay. prediction of this season. I think he's going to blow up. I think that 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 Hurst is going to have a heck of a season, and I think that Key is going to have a heck of a. And I'm I'm fired up now. I'm getting in my fandom a little bit, but I think that that uh, <laughs> with with the addition of Farrell and his ability to move up and down the line, I think you guys are gonna, uh, that, that we're going to see these guys playing all over the place, and it's going to create a lot of mismatch opportunities. And, yes. and 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 Keith was so close last year. We were talking about this on our last episode that you know just off the eye test. I'm not a I'm not a guy that breaks down film like crazy. But when you watch the games, Key was so close on so many plays. Yes. And I got to think with the additional strength, the additional size, the additional maturity, and just development of him as a player. I, I got to think that he closes that gap and makes those plays and closes those things out. So I think that he's going to be um, going into this thing that, that he's going to, uh, he's, he's, the, he's my dark horse as far as surprise oh, of the defense. The other one that I got is Conley. And I wanted to ask you, since I, I asked uh, Micah, the, the Derek Carr question, let me ask you, Tyler, what's greater Gary and Conley interceptions or wins? So does Gary and Conley have more interceptions than we have wins, or do we have more wins than Correct. he has interceptions? Correct. I'm going. I'm going. We have more wins than he has interceptions. I hope you're right, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I hope that it's a double-digit number. <laughs> was it? Was it three last year? The over/under. Yeah. So I hope it's not three? like five. I'm picking, over. I'm picking the over on that. I okay. think we have more wins than he has interceptions. All right. I, think, I hope he has know, like two interceptions, and the reason why is remember. Remember when Namdi Asamoa got his contract canceled by Al Davis? That was because nobody threw at him. Was that was one, because he locked. All he needed was like one pick, like one touchdown, like a, a one. That wasn't even a batted pass, but it was like something like that. There was like one number he needed in like three different categories, and he yes. missed on all. Because you're right. Because I think they threw at him like 20 nobody times all year. Threw at Namdi Asamoa because he was that good and i was like al davis what are you doing my my like 18 year old 19 year old mind was like you're an idiot you've lost it you're cutting the best (laughs) cornerback in the nfl because he didn't get one more interception it's because nobody throws at him i hope that's why conley doesn't have that many interceptions because he's that good to where he locks down his side of the field and nobody wants to even test him. Well, that's and, that's, why. and that's where Chris Johnson was good, and that's where Route, the Stanford Route, if you remember, he had yes. some decent stats because of that, because he, they, that was the only guy that they were going to throw at. So maybe Daryl Worley is our guy. Maybe Worley yep. then uh, is, is the guy that, that really shines this year in terms of stats and, and highlights and stuff. So uh, I'm with you. That's a great, great insight there. Good stuff. So, well, guys, I can't thank you enough for joining us here uh, on another RFR conversation. But before we let you get out of here, though, let's uh, let, tell us a little bit about Behind the Eye Patch. Micah, tell us where we can find your show, uh, how they can contact you uh, directly on social media and whatnot. Give us the rundown. Well, you can just get a hold of us. We've got Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we haven't ventured into the Instagram world. I personally haven't ventured into the Instagram world. I I, I barely got Facebook and Twitter down, man. I'm, I'm like, I feel <laughs> good. I deleted Snapchat because I was like, this is way too much, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You get a hold of us on Facebook, though. Just we have a group page called Behind the Eye Patch, and then on Twitter, which just at Behind Eye Patch, no the in there. It's just at Behind Eye Patch. Shoot us a message. You can even give us a call, and uh, we love to play it back on our show. We love talking with fans. We usually get a couple calls every week. We love playing them back, talking about them. We love just. The, I think the interacting with fans is 
probably was the driving force behind starting the podcast because, man, we just love talking Raider football with other people who are passionate about Raider football. Tyler mentioned it earlier. Sometimes you run into these pe- you know, people, you see them with a Raider hat on or whatever, and you're like, oh, you know, what, you know, what do you think about that Marshawn Lynch move or whatever? And they're like, oh, no, dude, I just, you know, I, I like the colors. <laughs> like, I just, so my, you know, wife's cousin bought me the hat. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. You know, it's so, so heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It is. So so to be able to get on a podcast and be able to like listen to other people's thoughts, ideas. I mean, we've had some really crazy just like insights or ideas that have come through the phone lines that we're sitting there going, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. So just getting everybody's perspective. And I, I, I get a kick out of that. And just talking some Raider football, some silver and black football, some soon to be Vegas football yeah. with with fans that that's 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 truly the joy for me. But again, Twitter behind the iPad or behind iPatch, and then Facebook behind the iPatch is a group page. Uh, get a hold of us, man. We'd, we'd love to chat with you. Awesome, Tyler. You got anything? Any parting words for Raider Nation? You got a message for Raider Nation? Yeah, let's be. Uh, let's cheer on our team. That's that's all I've got. Really, is uh, let's be happy about the pieces that are in place. Let's be excited and uh, don't. Uh, I don't know. You can disagree with people, but. Just be nice about it. Um, be nice, Raider Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you slogan. Uh, and if I ruined Christmas, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really bummed I'll, over here, actually. I'll, I hope your daughter wasn't in earshot for that one, Micah. No, they're out, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think she was, but my kids were, were outside. So, Oh, uh, my but, gosh. <laughs> you ruined Christmas in your own house. Boy, that's I know. Go over well. Yeah, yeah. We've been preaching family friendly, and we just give away, like, the biggest... <laughs> yeah fun secret as it try you know tyler i'm talking with you after we hey you, you want a piece of the easter bunny or tooth fairy or anything else while you're at it there i, I better <laughs> just stick with santa claus <laughs> oh my gosh oh my god guys i can't thank you enough for joining us man it's been a lot of fun and uh definitely support what they're doing raider nation it's uh it's good stuff and i uh, appreciate you guys uh extending the uh the invite out to me i've had a lot of fun on your show and and glad to have you back here uh in murph's fan cave for raiders fan radio and uh so thanks again guys appreciate what you do for raider nation thanks, thanks so you. much Murph. we appreciate thanks. it Right, yeah, guys. thank you so much for having us on your show. It, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a great time. Great listen. Love listening to it. Uh, those episodes that I get to. So Awesome, man. Well, thank you again, man. Have a good night, guys. You yeah, too. have See a good it. one. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. 
It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.